Welcome to our Back to Back to School special. We named it that for a reason. It should be clear to Albertans by now that the question that we need to be asking is not will the provincial government lie to or mislead Albertans. We saw them lie to Albertans when they swore that they would not de-index H, and they did. We saw it when they walked back their plan to sell a certain delisted Alberta parks. And we saw it most recently when Jason Kenney claimed that he was unaware that his staff, various MLAs, and at least one minister traveled during the holidays, despite the fact that the government had issued a travel advisory against traveling. So no, the question that Albertans need to be asking isn't if the Alberta government is lying to them, it's when. Before we get too far into that, though, let's take a trip down memory lane and go back to back to school. Last summer, one of the biggest news stories of Alberta politics had to do with how the province was planning to get kids back to school and how the government was going to support that effort. After weeks of telling Alberta school boards that when it comes to pers purchasing personal protective equipment for students and staff, school boards were on their own, Education Minister Adriana Lagrange suddenly made an about face. To assist with these new guidelines, Alberta's government will provide every single kindergarten to grade 12 student with two reusable masks. On August 4th, LaGrange announced that the government of Alberta would be purchasing two reusable masks for every student and educational staff member in the province, as well as hand sanitizer and face shields at a cost of about $10 million, which was good news. But a few people couldn't help but wonder who got the contract for this multi-million dollar mask buy? Multiple journalists noted that they could not find any official request for proposal or purchase, an RFP, published on the government procurement website. Usually when the government needs to buy stuff, it's done through public RFP. This makes sure that taxpayers' money is spent in a transparent and fair manner and is a safeguard against political interference and corruption when awarding contracts. The government procurement processes also include provisions for establishing standing orders and pre-approved vendor lists. Facing questions about how these masks were purchased and how those decisions were made from both the public and the media, the government released that 90% of the masks would be supplied by Old Navy and the remaining 10% would be supplied by an Albertan company, IFR. Now, IFR is owned by a family from Red Deer, the Radfords, which is within Adriana LaGrange's riding. Red Radford donated $2,000 to LaGrange's campaign in 2019. In fact, on July 18th, Premier Kenny and LaGrange even toured IFR's Red Deer facilities and met with owner Lynn Radford. All of this raised some big red flags in the public. Why was there not a transparent RFP process? And without one, how could anyone be sure that the contract awarded to IFR wasn't political? So far, none of this is new information. It's been heavily reported and researched. We Googled. It's easy. Immediately, the media was all over the connections between IFR and LaGrange, and the many questions in regards to how the decisions to award the contract were made. 
Minister LaGrange explained that the procurement process bypassed normal RFP procedures by using emergency procurement exceptions. This was necessary as time was of the essence to fulfill the delivery before back to school. She told Albertans that the purchase was performed by the Provincial Operations Centre, part of the Alberta Emergency Management in the Ministry of Municipal Affairs. The Provincial Operations Centre was able to use emergency procurement powers to meet the shore timelines. The government assured Albertans that this provided sufficient arm's length distance to dispel any concerns of interference from Alberta education. Timothy Gerwing, press secretary for the Minister of Municipal Affairs, responsible for the Provincial Operations Centre, released a statement. Frankly, it's disappointing that some are even suggesting that, unless they're suggesting that an Alberta employer should have been eliminated from the contention because it happens to be located in a given riding. Remember that. Mr. Gerwing would have us believe that IFR was on the vendor's list to start with and in contention and should not be removed from it solely because it was in LaGrange's riding. Facing public scrutiny about the fairness of the procurement process and concerns whether LaGrange ran afoul of the Conflict of Interest Act by politically interfering in the procurement process, on August 10th, LaGrange wrote a letter to the Ethics Commissioner. LaGrange assured the Ethics Commissioner that despite all signs to the contrary, everything was on the up and up. As the minister explains to us in her letter, the procurement was done through the Provincial Operations Centre, part of a different ministry, Municipal Affairs. The procurement was done outside of a normal transparent RFP process because it had to be executed so quickly. Now, right away, the minister's letter to the Ethics Commissioner is asking people to believe a lot of things completely against common sense. While Grange acknowledges the financial contributions of IFR's campaign to her office, she claimed that herself and her family do not have any personal connection to the Radfords or their company. Now, anyone who knows anything about Red Deer, especially the Red Deer Catholic community, would wince at that statement. LaGrange and Radford may not be BFFs, but Red Deer is a small community, the Red Deer Catholic community even smaller, and the list of influential, politically involved Catholics smaller still. LaGrange and Lynn Radford were both heavily involved and influential within, within the Catholic school community at the same time. There's no question that for decades they mingled in the same circles. So given that, LaGrange is clearly stretching the definition of personal connection past its recommended safety limits. LaGrange went on to assure the ethics commissioner that neither herself nor any political staff had any role in the selection of vendors for these masks. As we've learned time and time again, when it comes to the UCP, wording is absolutely key. Political staff seems like an odd caveat. Why not any staff? It forces the question, was the education ministry involved at all in the selection of mask vendors? If the procurement process was indeed bypassing RFPs because of an emergency and utilizing emergency provisions, why would LaGrange need to use this very specific wording? Especially given that the Provincial Operations Center was supposed to be operating at arm's length. LaGrange then went on to tell the Ethics Commissioner that the Provincial Operations Center directly contacted vendors it believed capable of meeting the technical requirements and volumes. Non-political staff at the Provincial Operations Center alone made the final selection of vendors. So, to be clear, 
In her letter to the Ethics Commissioner, LaGrange made it clear that the POC independently selected the list of vendors it contacted. The selection of vendors was based entirely on technical requirements. Non-political staff at the POC alone made the final selection on vendors. LaGrange effectively swore on a stack of Bibles that despite how things look, she pinky promised that nothing shady was going on with the rewarding of part of the contract to the company owned by a donor to not only her campaign, but the conservative dynasty in Alberta. Remember how at the beginning I said that Albertans don't need to ask if the UCP is lying? We need to be asking when. Yeah, we asked. Faced with lingering questions and a funny feeling that the minister's letter to the ethics commissioner may not have been, well, let's go with complete, we did what any Albertan can do. We submitted a freedom of information request to the municipal affairs for all correspondence regarding the mask procurement. And on Friday, January 8th, we got our response. Exclusive to the breakdown story, Western Standard, dozens of internal emails within municipal affairs and the Provincial Operations Center show exactly how involved Alberta education was in selecting the mask vendors, and it looks to us that it was ultimately political decisions that drove the selection of IFR as a vendor. Here's what we've learned. On July 21st, the Calgary City Council implemented a face mask bylaw. The next day, this prompted the province's assistant deputy minister for the pandemic response planning, that's quite a mouthful of a title, to send an email to the assistant deputy minister uh, in education inquiring what effects this would have. Have you been asked by any Calgary schools for PPE given the new bylaw? Six days passed before Alberta Education replied to the pandemic response planning team on July 28th with a heads up that Alberta Education was trending towards recommending that students in grades 7 to 12 wear reusable masks. Within minutes, the Provincial Operations Centre began discussing the feasibility of procuring masks for schools, including this email from Executive Director of the Provincial Operations Centre. I am not sure the POC would be able to provide PPE in the quantities being requested at this time. To which the Provincial Operations Center Director of Field Operations replied, When we met with education last week, they were looking at this as a contingency, but it didn't appear as if they'd put too much thought into it yet. The procurement specialists at the Provincial Operations Center went into high gear contacting possible vendors. Before noon on July 29th, the procurement staff within the Provincial Operations Center had assembled a list of four possible vendors, Old Navy and three local vendors. IFR was not on this list. Let me say that again. The list assembled by the Provincial Operations Center did not include IFR initially. That same morning, Linda Antune, Senior Advisor within Alberta Education, sent the Provincial Operations Center an email with subject line, IFR masks. Wait, what? Why is Alberta Education, you know, the department that Adriana LaGrange is responsible for, name-dropping possible suppliers to the Provincial Operations Centre? And not just any vendor or a list of vendors, but one and only one specific vendor. The one whose owners donated to LaGrange's campaign. The one LaGrange and Jason Kenney visited publicly days before. LaGrange suggested to the Ethics Commissioner there was no political involvement from her ministry. But from the get-go, we have her ministry name-dropping IFR straight into the procurement process. 
A procurement by the Provincial Operations Centre was conducted to assure arm's length because normal, fair and transparent procurement processes were being bypassed. Why is Alberta Education getting involved at all in selecting or suggesting vendor names? The Provincial Operations Centre replied, our procurement team does not have any record or previous communications with IFR masks before the Alberta Education name drop. It didn't just stop at name dropping IFR, however. In several follow-up emails, Alberta Education wanted to know more about IFR and their qualifications, including whether or not the masks were manufactured for IFR by First Nations. Why would Alberta Education be inquiring into political considerations in procurement, and not of all vendors? but one vendor, specifically. Political considerations like local ownership and Indigenous ownership are often defined in government requests for proposals so that all vendors have a chance to respond transparently and fairly. But that didn't happen here. Remember that LaGrange asserted to the Ethics Commissioner that these transparent procurement processes had to be bypassed in the interest of expediency and that the vendor was chosen by the Provincial Operations Centre alone based purely on technical reasons. Yet, here we have it in print, Alberta Education making direct inquiries about one vendor alone. Within hours of the Alberta Education name-dropping IFR, the Provincial Operations Centre contacted IFR for a proposal. IFR informed the POC that they only sell through distributors and provided a list of possible distributors. The morning of Friday, January 31st, staff from Alberta Management, Emergency Management Agency and the Provincial Operations Centre met with Alberta Education, including the Minister of Education as well as Dr. Henshaw. It was at that meeting that the decision was made to proceed with IFR and Old Navy. The decision was made to include IFR as a local manufacturer, a decidedly political, not technical decision. Remember, Prior to the Alberta Education name-dropping of IFR, the Provincial Operations Centre had also been considering three other local vendors. The same day, the Provincial Operations Centre sent a follow-up confirmatory email to the Ministry of Education within minutes of the meeting. This confirms that education ultimately was aware of and approved of these vendors and was in the process of selecting the number of vendors. The emails also show that Old Navy had the best price. IFR masks were 180% more expensive. It is only in the confirmatory email after the meeting with the Minister of Education that we see for the first time a comparison of IFR with other vendors in the same email in which Education confirmed IFR as their vendor. On August 4th, Amanda Dalton from the Provincial Operations Centre sent this email to Alberta Education Assistant Deputy Minister Michael Walter and Senior Advisor Linda Antunes. Ms. Dalton tells Alberta Education, we have confirmation that Old Navy can deliver on 1.6 million masks by August 24th. We need to sign the contract with them today to be able to meet this deadline. Minutes later, Linda Antunes, senior advisor within Alberta Education, again, the department that Adriana LaGrange is responsible for, responds with this smoking gun. We need to split some of the order with IFR. Support local as well. Can you work out the numbers? Let that sink in. The Provincial Operations Centre was prepared to cut a purchase order to a single supplier, a supplier that met the technical requirements. Time was of the essence. It was Alberta Education that intervened to ensure IFR by name was also awarded a contract for a political reason to support local as well, despite the fact that other suppliers initially being considered were local as well. 
They were the loan supplier that Alberta Education proposed in the first place, whose owners contributed to the minister's campaign, that Alberta Education repeatedly inquired about through the procurement process. Scrambling and chaos ensues, and ultimately Old Navy was awarded a $3.5 million contract for 1.55 million masks at $2.30 per mask. And IFR was awarded a $636,000 contract for 150,000 masks at $4.24 per mask. The Provincial Operations Centre then went back to inform other local vendors that they had already begun negotiations with and told them, quote, education had selected a different vendor. To summarize, Alberta Education was the first to suggest IFR as a possible supplier to the Provincial Operations Centre. Prior to this, the Provincial Operations Centre was not aware, nor had they even been considering IFR. Alberta Education ultimately decided on the vendors, contradicting Minister LaGrange's statement that Provincial Operations Centre staff alone made the final decision. The emails strongly suggest that Minister LaGrange was present at the July 31st meeting at which the vendor list was discussed and the vendor decision was ultimately made. Alberta Education repeatedly interfered with the procurement process with respect to one company alone, IFR. When it appeared that the Provincial Operations Centre was poised to award a single contract to Old Navy in the interest of expediency, Alberta Education explicitly intervened to ensure IFR, the company owned by the people who donated to Minister LaGrange's provincial election campaign, got a contract. The reasons for selecting IFR were indeed political, at the very least to support local and not technical, as LaGrange claimed to the Ethics Commissioner. To our eyes, there can be very little doubt that not only did the department that Adriana LaGrange is responsible for interfere in the procurement process to ensure that a company owned by a donor of hers received an almost million-dollar contract, but when those connections were discovered, she not only deliberately misled, if not outright lied to Albertans, but it certainly seems that she did the same thing with the ethics commissioner. But, as we are very clear here, we aren't journalists. A while back, we discovered that the taxpayer-funded, UCP-created, unfoipable war room was using taxpayer money to support conservative PACs and potentially influence the outcome of elections elsewhere in Canada. We offered to make all of that information available to any journalists who were interested. We're doing the same thing again. Because we believe that Albertans deserve better than what this appears to us to be. Blatant cronyism, corruption, and the betrayal of Albertans' trust. And because of the insane amount of exactly those things, it's getting harder and harder to keep track of just how bad this government appears to be at handling things. So we went ahead and commissioned this. At least tomorrow's a new day. And that's the episode. As always, if you appreciate the kind of content that we're trying to produce here at The Breakdown, please consider signing up as a monthly supporter at our Patreon site at www.patreon.com slash thebreakdownab. And if you're listening to the audio version of our podcast, please consider leaving us a review and a rating, and don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at at thebreakdownab. Thank you for your attention.